Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. It's 8 after 10 o'clock. Welcome to the second hour of the show. Of course, it's a Tuesday, so we're talking finance with Brian Hirsch. He's about to get all up in our space. Uh, or should I say up in our wallets or up in our bank accounts? Brian, which one do you prefer? Well, I'm not sure because it said make, making sense making sense of your money. And at the moment, I think if you're confused, you're thinking straight. Because I think <laughs> if I think what's going on in the world, here we are, our economy is struggling. We've got interest rates going up. You know, working South Africans with more debt, mm. uh, with debt because if you have one, want a car or you want uh, to have a home, you're going to end up with debt. And now this debt costs have gone up another quarter percent last week with more interest rate rises to come. We've got higher oil prices. We've got petrol prices. We've got food prices. So making sense of it, the only people that are getting benefit from this rate increase, obviously, are pensioners because at last, long last, they've had some relief in terms of their savings. Where over the last three years they've earned nothing on their savings. Now, at least over the last nine, six months, three quarters of a percent increase gives them a little bit more. We're expecting more rate increases. Very difficult at the moment. Markets in South Africa are performing well because of commodities. Internationally, we had a very difficult January, February globally, certainly with the start of the war. We've now been at war. Well, we haven't. The world's been at Ukraine for a month. And the mo- in the month of uh, m- March, the markets have improved globally. Mm-hmm. So, if you can make any sense out of that, well, you, you're doing a lot better than what I am. You know. Brian, you, you know, you, you've you've spoken and outlined all of these factors that are contributing to the state of our pockets. How long do you think it's going to take for us to feel the full impact of all of these variables that are changing? Uh, within you know the last month and and some which will continue to change over the next month or so. Well, if you've got debt, you're feeling it already because mm. by the first of April, the financial houses will have pushed up their their rates, whether you on your bond and your motor car finance, and if you've got any overdraft or in credit card debt, get rid of that credit card debt because the rates are absolutely ludicrous. Uh, and rather try and consolidate. There's a question this morning asked, how do I consolidate um, all my debt? Can I consolidate? A little bit about a little bit about getting debt review. These things, you know, if you if you're in financial difficulty, and you need to go under debt review, the beauty about debt review is maybe you can reduce your your debt your monthly payment to the to the different creditors who you owe money to and maybe extend those terms uh, that means they'll give you a little bit of relief we're going to feel it immediately we're feeling it in the food prices mm-hmm. we're feeling it at the petrol pumps I'm not sure because I don't catch a taxi where the taxis have pushed up their their, their, their rates yet I don't, I'm not quite sure about that and you get if you think about it 60 to 70 percent of South Africans use taxis to travel to and from work um, you know we're into we're, we're really into March that needs a quarter of the year is gone. Uh, most of the companies probably by now would have given salary increases. Uh, we, we got a slight bit of relief in the budget f- from taxes. But, you know, any increase you get now, there's tax to pay. There's money that goes to a pension or provident fund. And so that comes up. I think people are feeling it already. I think we've seen it mm-hmm. about the big demands for people to be able to, working South Africans, to be able to draw on their pension funds. And that, the, we, whilst I don't think we're going to hear anything this year, people are waiting for that. And there's a plus or a minus. I mean, I had Hetty Jaber, head of Momentum with me last night, um, Legal Services, 
and the question was asked of her, you know, how do you feel about people being able to draw on their pension funds? And being a lawyer, you know, there's always two sides to a lawyer, the good and the bad. And she said, look, I understand people needing money. You know, if you've got no money and you, you, you've got enormous amount of debt and you can't live, it's hard to say, well, at retirement you may have enough because you may you not You may have not enough. even get to you retirement. You may not get to retirement. So, mm. so she's all for that, but it will affect ultimate retirement. So across the board, people are looking for money. Uh, the, 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 the government grant of 350, if you know, you think about it, that's less than 11 rand a day. You know, what can you do with 11 rand today if you think about the price of bread? Can't and, even you know, buy bread. You can't, can't you, even you, buy you know, a loaf of know, bread. You know, 11 rand a day. And uh, and very difficult to find jobs at the moment. And the, the, the labor problems in South Africa, companies are very scared to employ. Because if you employ the wrong people, you can't get rid of those people. It doesn't matter who, who they are and in what positions. You know, the, the, it's quite difficult. Uh, you know, in other parts of the world, you don't do the job, you, you lose the job. Yeah, you've got to be, you know, companies are nervous about bringing the wrong people in. And uh, so it's a, it's a vicious circle and costs rising all the time. Consumers are feeling it. People mm-hmm. are feeling it. And they're feeling it in their pocket and they've got to look at ways. And I, I, I know we, maybe I'm repeating myself over the weeks, but it's real. And it's, it's the difficulty that people are feeling. And then retirees, well, they've got to be looking at other options. They can't just be looking at money market funds, earning four and a half to five percent. They've got to be looking at other alternatives. They've got to get themselves hold of a good financial advisor who can advise them, look at everything and say there are other alternatives to give you income. Because, you know, we've also got the problem of the what we would call the sandwich, the sandwich group. You've got children, you've got parents and you've got grandparents. And along the line, par- children are supporting parents. Parents are supporting children. Uh, there's educational costs. There's all the things that are going on. So, you know, you've just got to be – if you need an income, you've got to be looking at ways of finding better returns. There's some maybe a little bit of risk, but understand that bit of risk. It may be well worth taking it, but get good advice. Yeah. Brian, I want us to kick off with uh, some of the, the the questions for this month because I, I had a follow-up question to you, but I see it's linked to one of the questions on your list and it's really around um, interest rates and, and how, of course, they're going up and they're expected to, to continue going up over the, the next year or so. And because of the kind of cost that is often associated, like you're saying, if you have debt. So if you have a credit card, that's what, 16, 17% interest rate. And, you know, it's just if, if they keep going up, then your situation just becomes really horrible. Would you advise people to try and renegotiate those interest rates? And given the space we're in now, do you think that it's something that service providers, that lenders uh, would look into doing? I think you've always got to have a look to see whether you can get better interest rates. Look, some of the debt you may have is very easy to switch. You talk about credit card debt. That's not difficult. I mean, to get a new credit card is, is difficult. Today, the regulations and everything you've got to go through with the banks. But, you know, to get a, to get a bond at a lower rate is much more difficult because you've got to, you know, if you want to cancel your bond, their bond cancellation costs, then there's, if you, if you take out a new bond so every bit of debt you've got to look at but no doubt about it people have to relook and negotiate any interest rate they're being charged you know you talk about credit cards people must realize if you pay your credit card in full on due date you get about 30 32 days from the last purchase of that month in other words from the first if i if i spend money on my credit card and my credit card runs from the 1st of April to the 30th of April. If I spend on the 1st of April, I'm only going to pay that actual account on around about the 22nd of May. So I've got something like 50 to 53 days free credit because I've put it on my credit card. 
That's not if you take cash. That's if you purchase. When I buy on the 31st of April, if the debit will come through and I've still got to pay that on the 22nd of May. If you don't pay that full amount on the 22nd of May, they charge you interest from the 1st of April on every purchase. And that's based on anything between, you use the rate, 16 to 17%. Have a look at your credit card statement. At the bottom of your credit card statement, it shows you what interest you get on credit if, you've got, if you're in credit. And I think it could be anything between 1% to 2%. And have a look at what you're paying if, it's, if, it's, if you're in debit. It could be anything, anything between 16 and 18 I mean, I've seen in years 24 25%. Sure. People don't realize. And they pay a little bit off their credit card. I always look for debt consolidation. Uh, although I don't, I think your bond is the lowest rate. I mean, we've now got prime at round about seven and three quarters because I think the repo rate is now four and a quarter plus three and a half. So we've got prime at seven and three quarters. So you, your your bond rates and finance rates for cars and furniture would probably be somewhere in the order of eight to nine percent. If And let's say you're paying 5,000 rand a month for that mm-hmm. or 10,000 rand for debt outside of your bond. If you can increase your bond and pay off all that other debt, I don't want you to increase your bond to a 20-year bond, but you've now got that money that you were paying towards your, to all your other debt. Now take the money out of your bond so you've got a lower rate. You've got 75 to 8%. But put that full amount that you were paying into your bond to pay off that debt as quickly as possible. So you're going to be paying less interest, but you must pay the amount you've taken extra on the bond within the three to five year period. Don't extend it to 20 years, otherwise then you really are putting yourself in a worse situation. And those are things people need to look at. And then, as I've said, they've got to look at their budgets because where we are today, they're anticipating interest rates to go up between now and the next December. Now that December is only 21 months ago. They're expecting rates to go up by another one and a half to two percent. So someone with a million rands worth of debt, so let's say 700,000 rand bond, mm-hmm. 300,000 rand on car, they are going to be paying anything between two and a half to three and a half thousand rand a month more. And remember, you first have to earn the money, pay the tax, and then pay off the debt. Mm-hmm. So you've got to get do something about that debt. And, it, and, it, and 99% of working South Africans are in debt. Sure. All right. Uh, we are, of course, going to be getting through more of the questions that you've asked this month. Uh, looking at the break, let's take the break, Brian. We'll take a quick break and then I'm back with your questions for Brian. Remember, you're more than welcome to call in on 011-714-2006. That's the phone line. And on the WhatsApp line, 614 That's where we'll take uh, your questions and voice notes for Brian. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. We continue talking finance with Brian Hirsch. The last Tuesday of every month, of course, we just uh, take some of the questions that you've put through to Brian throughout the month, at least uh, the frequently asked questions. So, Brian, uh, we've dealt with question two already in many different ways, I would say. Let's go to the first question. Can one take out a tax-free savings account in your children's names, and is it a good idea? Okay, first understand that a tax-free savings account for children is long-term. You're really talking putting money away for children for the next 15 years, building a nest egg for them. The big advantage of tax-free savings is that whatever is earned in in the investment is not taxable. Today we earn our money, we pay tax, we then invest it, 
and whatever we invest in, there's a capital gains tax if we make a profit. If you earn interest, there's tax. There's If you buy shares, there's dividends tax. Uh, whereas in a tax-free investment, there is no uh, tax at all. Uh, you can buy it in a children's name, but it has to be done by way of donation. In other words, you as the individual are donating to your child an amount of money. Uh, each person is entitled to donate up to 100,000 rand a year before it attracts donations tax. What I mean is if I give 150,000 to my son, uh, the first 100,000 is free of donations tax. The other 50,000 I will have to pay 20% tax for giving him that donation, which is 10,000 rand. So you're allowed to donate up to 100,000. You can put the tax-free savings account in your child's name. You just need to understand that if the money is ever to be withdrawn, it has to go into a child's account, a bank account in the child's name. Not a problem to, to be able to do that. A lot of people have open savings accounts for their children. Your limit is 36,000 rand a year. Uh, which means in this particular, I, I had a particular question yesterday asking me, can I do this for three grandchildren? Well, three times 36,000 is 108. So the 100,000 is not a problem. It won't attract donations tax. The other eight will, but you can, and it's a great way of saving money for your children for their long-term benefit. Uh, may, maybe for their education, if you think about young children, uh, particularly getting the advantage of not paying any tax on that investment. The maximum you can invest over a lifetime is 500,000 at this point in view, and the maximum any one year that you can put into a tax-free savings account per child is 36,000 rand. Another question here, Brian, is, is it a good idea to access funds from your home uh, to settle other yeah. debt? And it goes yeah. into that debt consolidation you, yeah. you're talking yeah. about. But again, Brian, often, at least for me, when I hear debt consolidation, I immediately think about the official process where you're working with a mediator or whoever it is that is consolidating your debt. But is what you're saying different to that process? Yes, you can do it yourself. You can consolidate your debt. You're not using a professional to help. Yeah. I mean, consolidation of debt is where people get into a lot of financial difficulty and maybe even need to go into debt review, uh, where your debt reviewer can actually negotiate with your creditors. For example, the banks, if you're paying a, a lot more and you can't afford to pay 5,000 rand on your bond mm. to negotiate with the bond, the bank maybe to increase your bond from a 20 to 25-year bond and p only pay two or 3,000. It'll catch up with you in the long run, mm -hmm. but in the short term, it's all about uh, this cash flow that you exit. So, yes, de debt, when I talk about review your debt, have a look what debt you've got, have a look at what you're paying, do it on a piece of paper, work out the interest you're paying, then work out if you can get additional amounts from your bond. Then don't increase your bond. Let's say you need 100,000. Don't take 100,000 and think I've now got another 100,000 for 20 years. No, that 100,000 must be paid off in the same time that you would have paid your car off or any other debt, three to five years. So all you've done is save interest and that'll save you quite a substantial amount on, on, your, on your monthly expenditure. In as far as the process that is involved in being able to do that, and I know you've touched on this before, Brian, but um, when it comes to banks, working and having to interact with banks can be quite intimidating. Uh, and the reality is that sometimes one doesn't get the impression that banks are necessarily wanting to help their clients out in as far as some of these initiatives are concerned. So what advice would you have for people even when it comes to starting the, the the conversation with a bank to say, look, 
uh, can, can I be able to get some money out of my bond? And uh, I mean, if you have a bond with a bank, that's a converse, conversation that should be a, open to everybody, no? If you've got an access bond, if you've mm. got a fixed bond for a fixed amount, you can't, you, you, you'd have to re, you'd have to get a new bond registered. Mm. But it, most people today have access bonds. In other words, where they've got a facility of, say, a million and they're only using 600,000. That shouldn't be too difficult. But let me answer your question. Do our banks there to help the individual? The answer is no. They're a nightmare. They're an absolute nightmare. You ask any elderly person today who used to bank with a particular branch, that branch is not there any longer. Mm. They've got to go online. They can wait for, they can take hours talking to call centers. They really, I, I, I say this, they do, they may talk a good story. Yeah, we care about the little man. We care. Really, go, ask a chief executive to go anonymously into a bank and see what service they get in the yeah. bank, see what they've got to do. I've always said any call centre, any call centre, the chief executive should be, should be forced to phone their call centre once a month anonymously to see what goes on and how people are treated. So you're right, very difficult. But we're talking about a different situation. We're mm. talking where you have access to an extra bond. That's not difficult to do. And then using that extra to pay off other debt because you're paying much higher rates of interest. I'm not talking about where your bond rate is 8% and you're paying 8.5%. I'm talking about where your bond rate is 8 and you're paying credit card debt of 16 or 18 or unsecured debt of 25% mm. and that type of thing. That's the debt I want to get rid of. That's the debt I want to reduce. The one thing is remember, if you get out of debt, don't get back into debt. You don't have to replace your cell phone because it's two years up. You don't have to replace your car because you finish paying off your car. Don't do that in these times. Try and let everything last that much longer. All right. I've got, staying with the banks, I've got a question Wait. here for you, Brian. It says, uh, Kathy, ask Brian why banks tell you you can swipe for free, but when you check the statement, <laughs> they've charged you. Yeah. And it's very interesting because often it's in the fine print, right? Like at the bottom of the page, in very, very small writing, you'll hear the f you'll read the first two transactions are free. It's the worst thing ever. And then try and get the bank to speak to the bank <laughs> about, about an explanation or getting that reversed. Yeah. It, it just doesn't happen. You know, Peter Shields wrote a book, I Was Your Customer. He talks about the customer who complains. Mm. He's your best customer. Because you've got a chance to satisfy that customer by sorting out their problem. The customer who you, doesn't complain and just walks away and goes elsewhere, you can never satisfy them. So you're right. The call centers and, and with the, all the banks, you know, I know I'm probably going to get a lot of flack, but with all the, the banks need to understand what the customer is going through. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I was driving here on my way, talking to a lady of 86. She doesn't know where a bank is, where, how, to, how to do transfers from A to B. And she said she went and sat in a bank for hours yesterday, getting so frustrated. Uh, you know, it's like my own son. You know, when I asked him to help me, Dad, come on, man, you must know how to do this computer thing and, and this change. And then when I try, he says, give it to me, and he does it. And then I said, but, but what did you do? Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got to learn for the next time. There's, there's a lot of impatience, particularly with older people who are not used to what's going on at the moment. And this is not phenomenal to South Africa. This is global. Globally, but, things are changing. And I think the impatience is not just with older people, Brian. I think it's across the board. I mean, uh, I also had to walk into a bank recently, and, and the service really leaves a lot to be desired because people act like they're doing you a favor 
by giving you service that you are paying for. And that's why everyone says, if you call them back, thanks for phoning back. What? Thanks for phoning back. Isn't it expected if you call me, I'm going to phone you back? Yes. But we're so used to appreciating a bit of good service. All right. I've got more questions <laughs> on the issues of uh, credit cards that are up. Temba and Rustenburg will come to you straight after the latest news headlines. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. We continue talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Let me go to Temba and Rustenburg. Temba, good morning. Hello, Kathy and uh, Brian. Morning, Timber. Um, yes, yes. Brian, I've got a question for you. Last time I asked you this question, I didn't get a clear answer. Today, please answer me. I see interest rates going up, uh, people's bonds, everything almost going up. But tell me, if I have invested money, for an example, I've got 5,000 red invested in money market. When the interest rates go up like this, have gone up now. Do my interest rate on my investment go up as well? I mean, the interest that I'm getting every month or every whatever time, does it go up? Temper interest rates do go up. Do temp, te, when interest rates go up and uh, banks charge more for monies they've lent, then interest yeah. rates do go up. I, ne- I know the interest rates have gone up because I've got a money market account with uh, with the bank, and and I've seen those rates go up from three point seven five percent to around about four point two, even though we've had rate increases of point seven five percent. So they may not go up in line exactly with the amount that uh, the interest rates have gone up, whereas the debt cost normally does but you also need to look around because you know there there are lots of different ways and different types of deposit accounts particularly if you're looking at money market there's 31 day you can be three months six months so you need to look around and see if your if your time horizon is a lot long, longer, you can look at government retail bonds. I mean, a two-year government retail bond is paying about 6.75%, three-year 7.25%, and I think five years, I stand to be corrected, uh, 9.25%. That could change. That will change, you'll see, on the 1st of April, they'll issue new rates. So you're, to answer your question, and, and I'm sorry if you didn't get the answer, your interest rates will go up, but you always need to talk to the bank to see what other options there are. And there are other banks available as well who may be paying slightly more and when I say slightly more I'm not talking about an institution who suddenly pushes up rates 3% but someone who's paying a quarter or three quarters half a percent more you need to look around now Brian tell me if uh, why is it that the interest rate on the other stuff the bonds and the interest rate on invested money when on the other part is going up on the investment it's not going up why is it, I mean equally so why yeah. is not going up equally so? Because we we are lending people money. If you've invested your money, mm. you are the one who's lending people money. But you are not getting the return back equal to the interest rates that have been high. Because it's supposed it, to be yeah. equal. Yeah, yeah. Timber, not everyone pays that higher rate. Uh, the better customers, the customers with more security, may not get that full increase. The banks have the right, and they do across the board, certainly with the smaller customers, increase rates accordingly. But people are able to negotiate with banks, and sometimes, you know, a very good customer will be able to negotiate a slightly lower rate. So it's not as if every single account that is in debt go 
goes up exactly the same. And that's why there's not a direct correlation between interest rates going up exactly and interest rates, um, on the other hand, uh, for on people with debt, their, their costs going up. People are able to negotiate. And that's why I'm saying to you, you need to negotiate. Don't just accept the rate that the bank has given you. There are other banks out there. There are other institutions. Always stay with a solid institution, not a fly-by-night who's offering ridiculous rates. And if it's too good to, to be true, it probably is too good to be true. But that's why you're able to negotiate. And people in debt are also able to negotiate. But the average person who's got a bond and Murakov finance is not going to be able to negotiate with their bank uh, the, fact that they, that, that, the fact that rates have gone up. All right. Thanks. Thanks for those questions, Temba. Let me take a couple of WhatsApp voice notes for you, Brian. Morning, Brian. Morning, Sis Kathy. I've got a question here. Uh, Me and my wife, we bought some shares for the kids. We got four kids, right? And and now we've been paid back that money because the system is not uh, going anymore. What investment advice would Brian give us? Uh, because we don't want to use the money, we want to invest um, in for the, just for the kids. Thank you. I'm listening on, I'll listen on the radio to learn in Mithrand here. The most important thing about investments is you're looking for income, you're looking for growth. If you're looking for income, you want certainty and security. You don't want to take any risk, and that's, any, that's money for the next one to three years. Don't, you can't afford to be in markets. But if you're looking for growth, particularly for children, but you spoke about four children, so they're different ages. But younger children, you want to be growth-orientated. And any child who's got uh, more than five years, you can be growth-orientated. And then you don't look to, need to look further than Satrix. It's the, the, the website is www satrix.co.za look at that site go into the satrix accounts it's a, it's it's being in the market uh, there is risk i must warn people markets come down and if you've gone into satrix six months ago you're finding that your value of your satrix value is down because markets have been down but over a longer period of time five seven years upwards you will you will do certainly better than putting money into money market but for that you are taking on some risk all right uh, let me play another voice note for you brian Oh, good morning, SAFM, and to the listeners, it's Sullivan Gamda from Durban. I'd just like to ask the honourable guest, with uh, regard to a home loan or bond, when one is trying to uh, settle their bond, does the bank offer the customer a settlement value, or they got to pay the amount what is outstanding on the bond? Or how does the bank work out the settlement offer on the home loan? Thank you. Well, there is a refund of interest, a certain amount of interest, because they've calculated that of your payments every month, most of that in the early years are going to settle interest and the small amounts coming off capital. That's why if you've got a 20-year bond and you look after five years, you've hardly paid any of your capital. There's, got a, there's a recruitment. So when they settle the bond, there is a bond settlement. It certainly will be lower than the actual amount that you've got recorded on your statement because your statement assumes you're going to pay that bond for the full period of time and there's, a, there's, there's interest charged to that. There's a recruitment of the interest. So your settlement will certainly be lower than what your actual value of outstanding on your bond is all right brian i've got another question for you this is on uh the twitter line um hi kathy 
sorry, my daughter's 18 years old and wants to invest 80,000 Rand long term. What would Brian advise? Well, as long as she understands long term, and I'll just quick, I've, I've said this to you before, uh, my grandmother got a call from the bank saying she, they see she's got money in the bank and they'd like to come and talk to her. And she said, Look, my grandson's in the business. Let me explain to you my time horizon. Uh, one week is short term, two weeks is medium term, three weeks is long term. You see, I am 99. Then I saw a woman with a grandson the other day who's a 19 year old, and I tell him what, tell, asked him, What is your time horizon? He said, uh, short term is one day, medium term is two days, <laughs> and long term is definitely the weekend. So when your daughter talks about long term, if she's got a serious five to ten year time horizon, maybe seven to ten year time horizon, she wants to be, gr be growth orientated, and therefore she wants to be invested in, in equities uh, through either, the, uh, and I would suggest that she be looking at global equity. So there's funds that you can go into, and maybe we should take this one offline, uh, mm. and I can call you because there's a lot of choices, and we don't have much time okay. to deal with this. So maybe, have we got, to, have we got the caller? So no, 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 no. It's Floyd Liu on social media. So Floyd, maybe what you can do is that Brian is going to be giving us his details shortly. Just listen out for those details and get in touch with Brian so that he's able to advise you in terms of what your daughter should do with that investment. So Brian, very quickly, how can people yeah, get in zero touch? 011-880-4888. I am a little bit behind in my calling back. Forgive me. 011-880-4888. And to the lady and her daughter, love to hear about young people saving for the long term, but they need to understand the time horizon. And as I explained, one youngster had a very short-term time horizon and my grandmother, 99, had a long-term time horizon, <laughs> short-term time horizon as well. Brian, you, it's Kathy. always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming into studio, as always, sharing uh, so much advice and wisdom with us when it comes to financial matters. All right, coming up next, I see Domsam Guli somewhere in the vicinity. So we'll be talking to Domsam Guli for our personal development session. We'll be hearing a lot about her journey after this quick break.